What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Elliot Mags of Mags over Zoom video. Elliot was born and raised in Buffalo, New York, and talks about how he got into music. Comes from a musical household. He grew up in the church. His dad was the worship leader. His mom was the choir coach. So he was always surrounded by music. He started playing drums around 12 years old and ended up doing that in church as well. His first band was actually with his siblings. All his siblings are also musical. He played in a bunch of other bands through high school. And around that same time, he started to learn how to record himself. So he would do demos of himself playing drums and then he would add bass and guitars and vocals to those demos early on. And that's really how Mags began. It began as just this solo project that Elliot was working on with no intention of playing any live shows. He talked to us about the success of his song Drugs, moving to Los Angeles, putting out his album Say Things That Matter, which he wrote uh, entirely during the pandemic. And we hear all about the new album that Mags is releasing called Destroyer and the tour he's going on uh, in support of that album. You can watch our interview with Mags on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, we'd love it if you follow us there as well and uh, hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Mags. Great to meet you. I'm Adam, and uh, this is about you and your journey in music. And uh, we'll talk about the. Have you announced the album yet? We announced it today, actually. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I, I actually yeah. had a chance to to check out most of it, and uh, dude, I love it. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll chat about all that if that works for you. Let's do it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, first off, I did see. Are you from Buffalo, New York? Is that what I read? Born and raised, yeah. Born and raised. What was it like living there? Cold? <laughs> That's what everybody <laughs> assumes. And I'd, I'd say you're right to assume it was cold, yes. Um, I would say like the majority of the time I did spend outside, whether it was snowing or not, you know. But um, yeah, there's obviously ups and downs to every every place you grow up, you know. It's definitely kind of like Buffalo is a city, but it feels like a small town, you know. So um but, you know, I was uh, raised like in the suburbs, just kind of like in, in Amherst is the, is the name of the town. And okay. uh, yeah, it was it was quiet over there. You know, well, there wasn't much going on. So was there a music scene? Yeah, it's a big music scene in Buffalo. I would say Buffalo is is even like uh, I would even call it a music city, you know, like really? it's a little more underground. Yeah. Um, but at the time that I was, I was coming up, um, I was heavily involved in like the, the indie and, and the rock scene, mm -hmm. uh, in Buffalo, like probably like between 2009 and 2017. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah and... played, played a lot of bands. Uh, I was always kind of like the, I, I'm a drummer like by trade. So like, Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. I was either, you know, playing my own gigs with my own bands or filling in on drums for other bands or, you know, just whatever, just anything I could do. I was sometimes in like multiple bands at once, 
Sure, especially as a drummer, I would imagine. You're like, yeah, the, you get the pick of the litter when it comes to bands. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah, for sure. That's cool. So you started off on drums? Is that the first instrument you learned? Yeah, I picked those up uh, around 12 years old. Um, I, we, uh, I grew up in the church. Me and my, my siblings are all raised in the church. Um, oh, cool. My dad, my dad was, a, was the worship pastor at the church. So spent a lot of time at church yeah drums. <laughs> i was gonna say you probably got to cut your teeth there in the church right i mean you have a, a built-in audience you get a lot of you're, you're playing on a weekly basis were you in the worship band yeah yeah i'd say i i think i started playing like sunday mornings uh in my like late teens um okay but be- before then i was involved in like the the youth programs and stuff like that you know were you like um, in the choir or chorus or anything? I mean, you have a killer voice. I was curious. Thanks. Yeah, I was actually I was very self conscious about my voice growing up. Um, Interesting. My dad was my dad was the singer at the church, and and he was you know I always thought he was so good, and I used to used to sing together a little bit, and then he's like, oh, you have a great voice too, and he kind of pushed me a little bit to like sing more, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't really want to, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so it wasn't until much later in life that I started like when I started this project that I started actually like singing without feeling weird about it you know interesting wow yeah because yeah, your voice is awesome i figured that you had to be in like the church you know uh choir chorus for a while even prior to playing drums for him yeah thank you um my, my mom was actually the the youth choir director um so they had me you know singing solos and stuff and i was like i hate this like this is so embarrassing you know <laughs> but I, I i grew out of that at some point you know sure um, so it sounds like both of your parents are fairly musical. Uh, yeah. So you do come from a musical household. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, when it came to drums, what drew you to the drums? Did you just have an interest in, in them? I know a lot of kids are just want to bang on shit, but um, I didn't know if that was something that kind of, <laughs> what drew you to the drums? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I think it was, I was probably like four or five. Um, when I wanted to, I wanted to play the drums. Um, there was a, the drummer at our church actually like gave me an old snare drum that I, I used to play with. I think I ended up dropping it down the stairs or something. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I would say like, as I started getting more into my, my early tweens, I guess, you know, uh-huh. drums were, were more of a, more of a, uh, focus you know i I think i i even remember like showing up to a um you know like a church thing and they were trying out for the the youth band and i just like i'm like i think i can play the drums and i just like sat down we played a couple songs and i never actually like played a kit before and it was just sort of like i've heard these songs so many times growing up that when i actually sat down it just kind of came naturally so wow because drums are easy i mean people think oh there's beat them but I have a seven-year-old who he's been playing for like a year now. And I mean, he could play beats and stuff, but it's like, it's not easy. I mean, to, to have timing and play with the, the kick and everything yeah. else. I mean, it's yeah. not a, and to have the endurance to keep, you know, up I think for I half was, hour. I think I was, I was, I was kind of fortunate to, to have that part come naturally, like the rhythm, you know, mm-hmm. I think my approach to, songwriting in general is that everything is the drums you know oh interesting when i when i uh mix my records when i'm even like writing my own songs it's like everything you know it's like the guitars the bass everything is kind of playing off the drums um 
some of my first projects, I was like sitting at the drums playing them and just like I would have melodies in my head and I would just kind of like play drums to the melodies in my head. And then I would like, you know, go push record on my computer and like record the drums and then like do the bass and then sing the melody and then like use the guitar to fill in the cracks, you know? Oh, interesting. So yeah. Really kind of backwards way of doing stuff. Um, and I don't really do it like that as much now. I, I usually write songs on the guitar or just off of a melody or something. But mm-hmm. um, when I first started, it's like I was the most comfortable on the drums. Um, yeah. And so I, I felt like it was efficient of me to do it that way. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, a really creative way of doing it. And obviously, then you know that the kind of the driving force of the song is going to be good, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's not just like, like you actually can kind of write around the, the beat that you have already created in your head. Definitely. Yeah. When it comes to like, um, like actually with this new project that you're doing with Mags, are you playing everything on the record? And then do you hire like a band to do it? That's exactly what I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing that since the beginning. Um, I started doing that actually because, you know, like I mentioned, I had, I played in a bunch of bands in Buffalo and I was always kind of like the, you know, like a, just like a, a person in another person's project sometimes, you know, it's like mm-hmm. these guys already have an established thing. I'm kind of coming into it, you know, or like we're all trying to work towards like a collective thing, but sometimes priorities change or life gets in the way and like somebody can't you know sometimes it's even me like sometimes i can't be the full at, at, at the, my full capacity for the for the for the band you know so things kind of fizzle out uh-huh. um and that you know that happened um i think the last time it happened it was like 2013 i was in a band and it kind of fell apart and i just decided like you know what um no one is going to take this as seriously as i take myself so like let me just try it. I can play everything and I think I can sing. So let me just give it a shot, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest is history. You know, I've, I've always just made like written and recorded my own music. Um, I was doing it even before I started mags, you know, like um, another uh, thing to mention is I was uh, homeschooled. Um, so I was at home a lot. Right. I would say like, if I wasn't at church, I was at home, you know, Mm-hmm. And uh, I discovered recording at a pretty early age. I want to say maybe like 14 or 15. Um, and I started just like recording myself and my siblings, like in the basement um, before and after school and during school. And uh, and any kind of gap of time that I had, I was usually in the basement, just like working on music. Um, okay. Yeah. So by the time I was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, I already had all the like necessary skills to do it. Right. Um, yeah. You already had all the chops to record and obviously play drums and all the instruments to fill in the, the whole project. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, being uh, like uh, you said, you're a homeschooled and you, and you started to like record yourself. Like when it came to playing with other people and other bands, like were you going like, I mean, my older son's a homeschooled too. And he has to, it's like a hybrid thing. So he goes in every once in a while and meets his, you know, uh, you know, peers or whatever. Like, were you going, how are you finding other musicians to play with? Were you going to like local shows and stuff? Or like, how did you kind of join your first band? 
Um, my first band was actually started, it was me, my friend, uh, Josiah from church mm-hmm. and my, uh, older sister, Lydia. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And we kind of just were like, and my, and my, my neighbor, Kyle, we were just kind of like figuring it out, you know, and we were doing like, we were trying to do, like, I wanted to be in a hardcore band growing up. I wanted to be like, like, uh, I was really into like Christian hardcore music growing up. Cause that was what was available to me, you know? Right. So like, like under oath or okay. the worst Prada, like bands sure. like that were like really influential for me in my, in my teens. Um, my friend Josiah introduced me to Coheed and Cambria. Um, and that was like a band that he was really into and he would like learn their songs on the guitar. And then we try to cover them at practice. Um, oh, wow. yeah. So it was, it was very like, it was, it was a little janky at the beginning, you know, um, mm-hmm. that band ended up existing for a couple of years. You know, we ended up going in this kind of like jazz, like indie jazz funk kind of direction for a minute. Okay. I still wanted to play, I still wanted to play punk music. So it was like jazz punk almost, you know, Yeah. but it was, it was really, it was really unique. We'll say. Um, mm. and I would say that it definitely informed like some of my, some of my, uh, choices in, in the way that I write my songs or like the chords I use even like, I, I learned a lot of guitar from watching Josiah play. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. So, like, I think a, a lot of, cause I was just playing drums at that point and I was interested in guitar. So the people that I was finding, you know, I, also I went to, a I went to a, um, like an arts college for a semester. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there for a semester because I wanted to like be a part of the recording program. And my, my grades weren't as good as they probably could have been. So they were going to like, they were like, you can start your major in your second semester or your second year. And I was like, I'm probably not going to be here that long. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I, let me be honest with you guys. I'm only here yeah, for that one program. <laughs> I'm literally just here to record. And if, if that's not going to happen for another year, I'm probably not going to stay here. So um, I ended up dropping out of that school and then just kind of like learned a lot of what I know about recording on YouTube, actually. Yeah, um, I mean quicker way to i'm sure i've heard a lot of artists say that too and it's like if you end up going or, or people that'll go to berkeley or you know belmont or clive davis institute or whatever and then they'll get a deal or start a yeah. band that'll tour and it's like well i don't really need to finish this i've kind of achieved what i would hope to do outside of this program <laughs> yeah and without all the student debt too so right yeah totally <laughs> exactly totally. yeah um, but yeah go ahead i was just gonna say like uh you know wanting or liking bands like devil Earth prada and under oath and those type of christian hardcore bands was it the drums that i mean i would imagine as a drummer that's probably like music you'd be like hell yeah i get to play fast and you know yeah. was that something that kind of drew you in i would say a lot of like a lot of my influence in drums is from aaron gillespie from under oath like uh-huh. i used to play along to um they have an album called they're only chasing safety. Um, yeah. and that was like the first one that I heard from them. And that was like, just blew my mind mostly, you know? Uh-huh. And I used to just sit in my basement with my headphones on and just play that album all the way through like front to back, like every single day for wow. years. Uh, it was just, yeah, like I said, like that was just the, the, the music that resonated with me at the time. And, uh-huh. uh, it really helped me like, get a little more like solid in what I was doing, you know? So I think sure. before, before I was just, you know, playing at church and playing the songs at church, but um, 
you know, having, having someone as like a point of reference of like, that's, that's like what I like. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I needed a little bit of that at that point. Definitely. And when you start, uh, so was Mags the first project that you sang on and was kind of like your solo ish project, I would say, or did yeah, you do something I've, beforehand? I've had like iterations of solo projects prior that mm-hmm. like, you know, when I was first learning how to record or when I was, um, not really even trying to pursue it as more of a career. I was just like having ideas or, you know, I, I, I actually make a lot of like m- more like lo-fi music in my, in my free time, you know, and I, I was making a lot of that uh, prior to mags, just like more atmospheric, like meditative stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what I like to hear. You know, yeah. I, I like to listen to that stuff. So like I, I, I tend to, to make it, um, so I had like a couple projects that like predate mags that sound like that. And I have a couple, uh, since I've started mags and since I've been doing it that I haven't even like released or anything, but, oh, wow. um, yeah, I, 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 I'm always making music. And like, I think like mags is sort of something that I've built, mm-hmm. you know, and something that people like, you know, if there's sort of an external factor to it now. Um, it's always been like a personal project for me and it's always been like something that I do for myself. Um, but now that there is, um, oh, an, uh, an audience for it really, um, mm. I try to kind of find the balance between like what I want to do and what makes sense for the future of the project, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I just save all my other material for me or like whatever I choose to use it for, you know? Right, right, right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so when you start uh, mags and start releasing music, uh, did it all kind of start off online because it was just you? I mean, um, like, how did the project, you know, start to get off the ground a little bit? Yeah, it, honestly, I never had any intention of of playing shows. I was always just <laughs> going to, it was going to be a studio thing, you know, I mm-hmm. At the at the at the inception, I was like, I'll just kind of do this on the side. I'll probably join another local band and just kind of keep this as like a studio thing and just like, you know, it'll just it'll just be like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think within a week or so of putting out my first uh, few demos, like my friend hit me up and was like, "Yo, do you want to play a show? Like, my band's coming up from Nashville." In, in like two months and we want to book a show and like, we'd love if you opened. And I was like, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I asked a couple of my homies to, to play bass and, and drums. And, um, you know, it was kind of just, it was going to be kind of like a one and done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up getting another show that was after the first one. And then I got another show and, Kind of just kept hitting them up and just never stopped. (laughs) Yeah, it never stopped. And, uh, you know, I wrote more songs and played a lot more shows and, you know. What was kind of, yeah. What was, was there like a a milestone or something you can remember that kind of, uh, kind of elevated you to the next level aside from maybe just booking, you know, booking shows and playing shows and putting out music? Was there like a song or, or, or something that really landed and you're like, wow, okay, this is, this is working? Yeah. So, I have a song uh, called drugs Mm -hmm. and I wrote this song. I wrote this song originally for my friend's short film. Um, He was making back in like 2017, like early 2017. And Mm -hmm. I wrote this song. I wrote the song in like 30 seconds. Actually. I came up with work. 
came up from work and I just like had the I just like came in my room and like wrote some really basic chords for it. And I'm like, that sounds like something that would be like in a short film. Um, didn't really give it a lot of like weight. And I didn't really mm -hmm. even think of it as like a mag song. Um, and then when it came time to make my first album, I ended up like, I put that song on, on like the demo of the song on SoundCloud and I posted it on my Facebook and all that. And I got a lot of good feedback. So I decided I wanted to re-record it. And I just, I threw it like right in the middle of the, of the LP, just cause I was like, this is kind of like the rest of the, the rest of the album has a bit more of an upbeat kind of like kick to it. Yeah. And the song is going to just sit right in the middle and it'll just be a little bit of a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. um, and that song ended up on uh, surf rock sunshine on Spotify and wow. just kind of got embedded into the algorithm, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people have, heard that song because of that playlist um and become fans that way and i also had a very brief stint when i was doing some like stuff on youtube with some friends and uh i got a pretty big push from that as well like people finding me on spotify and uh following my socials and stuff like that so that was like right after i moved to la um oh, okay like, yeah in 2018 i moved to la and um you know that was also kind of like a like a last minute decision it kind of just the door opened and i was like yeah i'll I'll do that that sounds that sounds fun um yeah, yeah so did was the success of i mean drugs has almost 23 million players on spotify it's wild uh but like that happening in 2017 did that lead to the opportunity to move to la or like how did you decide to move to la was it like okay that i want to really pursue this music thing like let's go to the I mean, you could have went to New York too, obviously, or Nashville, but you go yeah. to LA. Well, yes and no. It was, it was, I knew I wasn't going to be able to stay in Buffalo and, and do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, I had just gotten out of like uh, a pretty long-term relationship and like, I just felt very like, all right, well, I don't even know what's here for me. You know, I'm just mm -hmm. going to, I'm going to have to just kind of find a new life to live almost you know what i mean but within the right. context of like a place like you know like, a, like your hometown it's like you're always seeing people it's always like ah uh, you know you just imagine yeah. you need a fresh start you know so um yeah, my friend totally, the, yeah start something completely new exactly yeah but my friend who i actually i made the the friend who was making the short film mm -hmm. um he was a YouTuber and he got an opportunity to move to LA and he asked me to like come with him and be a part of his like creative team. So oh, wow. that was kind of where the opportunity came from to move out there. Um, that didn't end up like lasting very long. Um, you know, and I thought about going home to Buffalo, but I was like, you know what, like, let me just see if I can make this work and like, just stay out here for a while and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it was like really weird for a while. I, I did some like, like catering jobs and I tried to just kind of keep myself afloat and um, you know, things have been kind of picking up since then, you know, like obviously we, we, we all went through the, the pandemic and like during that time I made my second album and I, uh, you know, started making visuals. I started putting out a little bit more um, music at that time. And it, it definitely picked up right around there. Like, end of 2020 okay um yeah i was gonna ask you did you end up staying in la for the pandemic 
I did. Yeah. That was like, I don't know if it was, if it was a, if it was a mistake or if it was uh, good or what it was, it ended up, um, you know, it ended up birthing a lot of creativity being, being inside. And like, you know, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of like, you know, bad, bad shit happening in the world at that time. And it was a really confusing time. Um, and I ended up putting a lot of that, like feeling of like, I'm, I'm not in control of anything that's happening. Right. I can't, I can't do anything. I have to just ride this out. I ended up putting a lot of that into, um, my art. Um, and so that was kind of my way of, of, of coping with it. I don't know if like not being in LA would have made that any better or worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret saying that. I, I think things played out the way that they were supposed to. Sure. Um, but it was definitely a weird time to be there for sure. Yeah. Away from your family, I would imagine. And everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You said, I'm just, I just thought of this now, but you said your sister was kind of in your first project. Does she mm-hmm. do music still or, and was she, what did she do in the band? You know, it's funny. Um, so I've got three other siblings. I have an older sister, Lydia, uh, my youngest sister, Mariah, and my youngest brother, Christian. Um, my older sister, we used to have a band together actually at one point. Oh, no when way. We were, That's awesome. Yeah. When we were kids, we had a, we started our first band together. Um, and I played drums. Uh, Lydia played guitar. Mariah was the singer and she played uh, piano as well. And my brother Christian played bass. So, um, we play at church. We play at other people's churches. A lot That's of just awesome. like playing at church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we did that for, we did that for a little bit. Um, but the only people who still like really do music in my family now are myself and then my younger sister, Mariah. Um, she's a, she's an artist as well. Um, and she's actually, actually, she put out a song today too. Um, we oh, worked really? on it together. Yeah. She, she's, uh, she's just starting to release some new music after, uh, uh, she had a baby a few years ago. Oh, um, wow. So What's, I want to look it up. What's her name? Her name is uh, Renee the Entertainer. Renee the Entertainer. Yeah. She put out a song today uh, called Heart, and I, I uh, helped her out with it a little bit. Oh, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it uh, after cool. this. I like it. Uh, Heart? Yeah. All right. I'll, look, I'll find it. Um. Cool, dude. Okay, so yeah, so you've obviously still kind of worked with them. I didn't know if they were able to take part in any of your projects either, or like record on any of your stuff. Yeah, I mean, my my brother and I, like, whenever I go home, um, he he is a really interesting guy because he decided at some point he was gonna like he does music, but he he does it in his own kind of way. Like, he got really into like playing acoustic guitar and he plays like with his fingers and has like this whole kind of different style that he's developed. And like, I remember showing him the first few guitar chords, you know, Mm -hmm. like here's like a major seven, here's like an open chord, like easy stuff. And then, you know, a few months later, he's playing circles around me and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, okay. So he just, he just kind of get, he gets real focused on things. Sure. Um, You know, but lately his focus has shifted into you know, he, he does like computer programming, but he's also like a carpenter and a leather worker. Oh, wow. And he's like, uh, he's really into D and D. Um, he like okay. created his own version of D and D actually, but he's wow. like been beta testing for the last few years. So he doesn't really play music as much now, but he, he's kind of taken the creativity he would put into music and put it into other stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like he's still super creative regardless. Yeah. 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 That's definitely a theme in my family. We, we all have, uh, creative minds and we, we use them 
in our own ways, you know. Sure. Um, going into the the pandemic, you released like the Lost Tapes EP that was in 2020. Was the record you yeah. were working on the one you're talking about? The album was that the one that came out in 2021? Yeah, that was uh, Say Things That Matter. Right. So that that's what you were working on. What during the during the pandemic and the kind of lockdown or yeah. yeah so how what did that kind of tell me how that worked? Worked. Yeah, what happened was I had actually made Lost Tapes back in 2018. Um, oh. And it was going to be, yeah, I, I, I recorded it and had written all those songs like right when I got to LA. And I was, um, you know, that, that breakup really was like I was processing it, sure. you know, and I, I was writing these songs about going through some of what I went through at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. like, um, I just decided at some point, like, this isn't the project that I want people to hear from me next. Like, this doesn't quite represent like where I'm at now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I ended up putting it on the shelf. Um, and then, you know, when the pandemic started, it's like, it seemed like a lot of people were just kind of like dropping things, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to just put out this little collection of songs. I'm just bored. I'm just bored. I right. Yeah. No one had to anything do. to do. <laughs> yeah. So people just started putting out music and I was like, why can't I put out some music, you know? So I remembered I had this project sitting on the shelf, um, kind of dusted it off. I didn't even really finish it. It was like maybe 90% done. And I think all I did was just kind of clean up the mixes a little bit mm-hmm. and do like a really quick master. And I didn't, I didn't really, it's like, it's pretty unfinished. It's pretty unrefined. It's like about as raw as it gets. Um, but I, um, I put that out again, just because it seemed like a good time to put it out you know everyone is kind of um we're all looking inward you know at the beginning of the pandemic we're all just like having to really sit with ourselves and uh you know face the reality of what's going on around us and um i think even more significant than the actual like covid19 pandemic was uh you know the the murder of george floyd and and how that Mm -hmm. affected the black community and I think also how it affected kind of like white people, you know, because there was definitely this transition of like, oh, we need to, we need to give our, our, our black uh, counterparts, so to speak, like their flowers, you know what I mean? Like we need, right. to, we need to elevate, we need to elevate these other creatives and these, these people who are, who are influencing our culture, you know? Sure. Um, no, a hundred percent. And I got like a, I got a, a boost from that. People just being like, what are some black indie artists? Like period, you know? And it's <laughs> okay. like, you should check out Mags, you know? Yeah. You should, you should check out Barty Strange. You know, you should check out, you know, there's, there's these, there's only a few of people that are doing what I'm doing, you know? Right. Like yeah. just a handful, you know? So like when you're talking about, you know, black indie music, it's like, um, you know, in the past we've had like block party, you know? And that was like, you know, we had, we, yeah. we had that and that was like, a, that was like, okay, well, at least we got, we got, we got black party, you know? So right. I'm, yeah, I'm, saying like, bone. Uh, I'm trying to think some yeah. of the other ones. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Right. There's not, the there's not too many, there's not too many that are, that are really like solidified in that realm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember putting out that project and feeling like, um, you know, this is just what I have now, but like what I'm about to, what I'm about to do is going to be like a, a representation of like what I, what I can do. You know, I think say things was like, um, you know, I had a mindset before of like, I'm only going to record what I can pull off live with like a three piece band, 
you know? Oh, and then okay. when I did, what, that was like my approach with the LP and with every project I did before that. And even with uh, Lost Tapes and then with Say Things, I was like, here's, here's like the very top of like what I can do, like instrumentally and like songwriting and just all of it. Like this is everything. Um, so you didn't I feel take like, like the live element in, into consideration as much in this. No, way. I was like, I'm going to just have to figure it out. You know, like, I don't know when we're going to get back to playing shows because mm -hmm. things are very bleak right now. Sure. Um, so I just was like, let me just make the most like, like dense album that I can, you know? And I think I achieved that. I think it was a very like, I think it came out like being very like, different from what I'd done before, mm -hmm. um, but still sounding like me, you know? Yeah. It's an, I really like that album a lot. I think it's an incredible record. Um, I've been playing smile quite a bit. <laughs> I really like that. Right song. Right yeah. Right cool. Um, but yeah, that's a really, really great record. And I love what you're doing now. I mean, elephant, that's such a cool song and even, Thank you. you know, sins and uh, destroyer. I think it's the most, the one that you released most recently or did that come out today? Yeah. I had a chance to hear it a couple weeks ago. That's why I was trying to figure out timeline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, so when do you start working on this, this new project? Is this fairly recent? Um, I started working on destroyer. I would say like early 2021. Okay. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't, there's not usually a lot of like downtime between when I'm writing. So like, I was already having ideas for the next project as I was finishing the last one. Uh -huh. um, same thing with this. I already have a couple songs that I'm like, these are for the next project. Um, oh, wow. So you're already ahead. You're an album. Yeah, ahead. yeah. You, you, you gotta be, ahead. You gotta be <laughs> ahead because, you know, it's like, I think for me, it's like, if I don't know exactly what I'm doing, I'll just, just take forever on finishing whatever, you know what I mean? So, right you know, having some direction is, is always a good thing, but um, yeah, I'd say like 2021, like spring time um, was when I, I think it was when I started doing demos um, and I wrote destroyer the song um, around that time as well. Like that, dun, dun, nah, 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 like that. Riff, yeah. Like, it's heavier than the, the, a lot of the other stuff that you put out. I feel like even though. Yeah. I, I, I think that's three like, songs. that makes me excited. Like I, I think the heavy music is, it, it's never been a better time to to be doing heavy music, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you know, it's funny because I I would say that like I started writing this album a little bit before that Turnstile album came out. Because um, I remember when that album came out and hearing it and just being like, "Oh, like things are about to change," you know. Yeah. Like this is this is like a this is about to be this is about to open the the floodgates. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Yeah. It's a, that, definitely more commercial success in that world. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think there was also like, uh, there was a shift because of, um, you know, uh, machine gun Kelly sort of mm -hmm. bringing back guitar. And I would say, I'm not going to say he brought back guitar music, but I'm going to say that he like, he kind of started that emo scene again. He kind of he played a big, he played a big role in, in sort of re-legitimizing like the, the idea of like, being a rock artist right you know and that's I, I, maybe that's high praise but I, I also think travis barker has a lot to do with that you know just sure i mean anything going that guy touches and, is like the next yeah, pop punk or like he, yeah rad emo thing <laughs> yeah he had, he had a big yeah i feel like he had a big part in like in like uh you know raising a, a, a few 
artists um, that had become like, um, you know, staples in rock music now, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, at least modern rock music. And I felt like, you know, if I want, if I want to do a heavy project, like I, I can do it, you know, I can, I can do it because there's no one telling me not to, first of all. <laughs> and, you know, people's, people's ears right now are trained for, for guitars. You know, I think we, we hit, we kind of hit a wall with like some of the, some of the pop music that was, you know, running uh, the like 2016 to 2018, 2019. It's like, you know, I think a lot of things in hip hop have been pushed up to the ceiling mm -hmm. and you start, you're not, you're seeing, you're seeing um, hip hop artists and rappers starting to pivot into rock music. Right. Know, I've noticed that a know, lot lately. You're seeing that a lot. And so I feel like, well, I've, I've been doing this, I've been doing this my whole life, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me, you know? And yeah. uh, so I, I think, I think the, the heavier, the heavier sounds and like, um, you know, introducing some of my early influences into what people, I guess, are familiar for, uh, with from me. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I think the timing is perfect. And um, I'm really excited how this project turned out. Um, I, I would say these are some of my favorite songs I've ever written. And, um, you know, it also it leaves me a lot of space to like, you know, sort of evolve the sound a bit more, you know, like, I feel like I might do another, another album that is similar to this, but incorporates other elements. Um, you know, as I start to pick up more things as time goes on, like that's usually what happens is I'll like find music that like influences me so deeply that like it makes its way into, you know, uh, my taste and in, in, in terms of what I, what I'd like to do with mine, my music. Yeah. When it comes to this, this batch of songs and this, this album coming out, um, did you approach it similar to the previous album where you weren't really looking to appease as far as like a live set? Was it like, I'm just going to do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like you kind of said on the, the, the previous album that you went into it, not thinking about, okay, is this going to work live? Right. You just mm. did what you're going to do is, did you stay in that same mindset on this next group of songs or no? I did the exact opposite. Oh, really? I did the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I went on a tour in uh, 2021. It was like my first ever tour. Um, and, you know, I had hired my band and like somehow we all just like, we didn't know each other. Like we were all kind of just, you know, meeting for the first time before we started this tour. And we just sort of gelled on mm -hmm. stage in a way that I had never really experienced before. Um, and we were able to like take the songs from the Say Things record and, you know, sort of elevate them for the live experience to where they were, they sounded a lot heavier, you know? And a couple of my guys uh, in the band, um, they have backgrounds in, in hardcore music and, you know, playing in a lot of hardcore bands. And um, so there's just this kind of inherent like attitude to the way that the songs come across live that, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people when after the show, they would come up to me and say, like, I listened to your record before the show and it was like nice. And I see the show and I, my face has got ripped off, you know, and I was like, that's an interesting takeaway. You know, it's like you're coming <laughs> to the show expecting to be like, oh, it's going to be, you know, kind of boppy and, and fun. And then it's like it's fun, but you're also moshing the whole time and headbanging the whole time. 
Um, so when I started doing this album, I was taking that into consideration of like, well, how can I make the live show even better? Uh-huh. You know, let me do songs that are going to intentionally make songs that are going to go off live, you know, and, and try to work in parts that, you know, feel inclusive so that I have ways of interacting uh, with my audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was thinking more about the live experience on this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you had the opportunity to really play live. I mean, b- before that, it was, okay, we're all stuck inside, so I'm just going to go and do this as if we're never going <laughs> to probably play a live set ever again. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of have to like take all of that away and, and just, I think it was, I think it was cool to, to do an album like that because um, it got me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can sit here and like, maybe work on this synth part that I'm not going to play live, you know, or like I can like um, stack these vocals up and not worry about if everyone in the band can, can sing the parts. I'm going to just do it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was, I've, I've, I guess I've always had a bit of like a rock and roll mentality where, it, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to use tracks. I'm not going to, you know, do this. <laughs> We're going to just go up there and just do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, you know, making that album and then having to be like, okay, now I, I think I have to use tracks to do the songs justice, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of changed my perspective. And, and now, you know, I can incorporate tracks into my, my live set and it feels like, yeah, that's, they're supposed to be there, you know, and it mm-hmm. still feels rock and roll. It still feels like it's about to go off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I love what you're doing. You have a big tour coming up or for the destroyer tour. That you're yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that as well. And yeah, I love that you're playing um, the Ford Corp Music Festival because that lineup is like so what I listened to, you know, growing up as a kid. And yeah. uh, you get to play with some incredible bands. I mean, Alkaline Trio is like the band, one of the bands that I was like obsessed with growing up and Interrupters are killer. And I mean, the, the lineup is nuts. I bet you're pretty stoked to play that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was I, I was uh, able to uh, get that uh, via my label, Smart Punk. They uh, they usually sponsor the event, so like, you know, it was it was uh, I was fortunate to be able to be included this year. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Elliot, for doing this, dude. I appreciate your time. Yeah, man, this has been really fun. Thank you again. Yeah, I have one more question before uh, I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I do actually, uh, something that I've been working on recently. Um, it's going to sound a little cliche, but just never stop having fun. You know, like there is an element of being an artist, especially in our modern times where, you know, you have to make the art, you have to market yourself. Um, it becomes, it becomes a job, you know, and it becomes something that you put a hundred percent of yourself into. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's really easy to get caught up in sort of just the, the monotony of it, I suppose, you know? And I think if you, if you approach it in the mindset of like, you know, I get to do this, like, this is like something that I'm passionate about and it's something I love doing. And even if the world ended tomorrow, I would still sit down on my computer and make a song like, to me, that's an invaluable, um, that is an invaluable attitude to have, you know, you, you take a, a mindset of like, like I have to do this because, um, I love to do it, 
you know, and not because you're trying to blow up or because you're trying to be something, you know, like that stuff comes as you pour yourself into your art. And as, as people see the, the authenticity of what you're doing, they connect with it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, having fun with it is like the key and, and always like hanging on to the, the, the reason why you do it you know, and not getting caught up in like any of the social media aspect or like, you know, feeling like you have to, uh, you know, always be in the algorithm or whatever, you know. 